Bonjour, shalom, hello, and welcome to our 10th episode of the second season of Calling Audible, a podcast focusing on national, regional, and local sports news stories with our own special twist. My name is Zach Greenberg, and along with my co-host Greg Johnson, we are joined by great friend of the show, Brent Reed, the second. Yeah, yes, yes. We Brent, here. welcome. Uh, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be a part of the show today, fellas. I'm glad y'all decided to bring me apart and show some insight on some sports. Let's get to it. Well, it's good to have you today. It's good to be here. Greg, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty good today. How are you? Good. We all we all just came from uh, spring convocation, so including our producer who had to set all that up. So we had to deal with that for a little bit. But now we're here recording the podcast. So today we'll be talking about some college basketball, the no longer Alliance of American Football, uh, some NBA, and then uh, along with some local regional sports news, and we'll wrap it up with our uh, wacky sports update. Uh, so breaking news out of the Alliance of American Football, they have folded. So uh, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, this brand new league that is no longer? Honestly, uh, I did was not expecting that at all. Uh, when I looked on ESPN and saw the, the breaking news about the AFL folding, and losing all the money, it was it was really surprising, man. Uh, I was looking at watching all the games that was going on this season. The stands seemed to be pretty packed. It seemed like everybody was tuning in, watching the games. It was it was interesting. It wasn't like the NFL, something different, you know. So I thought it was I thought it was going to be a sparring league, but hey, I guess not. You know, and I was looking at that, and I read some reports. It wasn't necessarily about the financial side of the the aspect of that but it was more so there they had an accounting issue and the people that did their books for them it there's some issue going on with that but the biggest and most saddest part about the AAF folding is Johnny Manziel is no longer a professional football player again. right now currently right now I mean again he'll find a way to go back and play football <laughs> somewhere probably some pickup he probably league. realizes that's all he's good for Man. so you know, and it wasn't necessarily even the AAF folding because they couldn't get the NFL players, the third and fourth stringers. Granted, the NFL didn't even want to send them anyways because they didn't want to even risk injury. But, you know, I guess reading an article on Forbes.com about why the AAF failed and said first and most crucial strategic step is defining the target market, and they kind of sucked at that, from my understanding, because the XFL and leagues similar to that, they set them up and... You know, I, I think Vince McMahon's going to do a lot of good things with the XFL, so I guess we have that to look forward to. At, le- at least we have another league that's going to come, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I would almost assume all the AAF players are going to go to that league. Well, I just, go, ahead. go ahead. I just hope it doesn't, doesn't end up being the same effect. I hope the XFL doesn't end up being just like the AFL. That's what I was off. just going to say, but I think Vince McMahon's obviously a very smart man, and I think True. he'll see what happened with the AAF, and he'll be able to – make the necessary adjustments. The first adjustment that I think you should make is not going with Starter as the uniform sponsor because those jerseys, all of those logos were hideous. Their team names were hideous. I I think that was their downfall from the start. Like the first thing I said, I was saying to our other friend, Will, who's been a guest on the show before, was that like the first thing I noticed about this league is, yeah, it's good football. Like with that bone-crushing hit on the quarterback that started the season, it was great to see. But... Those jerseys are just, and everything about the league is just ugly. I, I it, from what I I saw. Yeah, it, but from for me too as a fan, it looked it looked really outdated. The yeah. uniforms and the names and the the logos really looked outdated. It reminded me of like an old school Madden generic, yeah, like, like created Madden team. 03 or yeah. something like that. NFL Europe team. Yeah, it looked almost. so generic. Yeah. 
It's like some random teenager got uh, his hands on a random create a team generator and you know just put all those mustard and green colors together basically Man. basically all the eye source but one uh, one positive that I guess I can can say that that we can take away from the AAF players like Trent Richardson who had NFL careers prior you know he led the league with 11 rushing touchdowns so he's definitely going to get he's get, some, get, a look, get yeah. some NFL looks then you have Charles Johnson you Vikings fans are for sure familiar with him good old Charles Chucky. Know, he had a career with the Vikings too beforehand and he led the league in receiving with 687 receiving yards so you know in in 8 games that's that's pretty good so you look for those players that might get an opportunity to play in the NFL for next season, or at least we'll get looks in camps. So, hundred percent, I agree mm-hmm. with that. But moving on, so to a little bit of NCAA basketball for a bit. John Calipari, after being courted by UCLA for a little bit, I think he got a six-year, forty-eight million dollar contract offer from the Bruins, has now recently agreed to a lifetime contract with Kentucky. He is currently. He will agree to it, and he'll probably become the first tenured coach ever in the history of basketball. He's already been there 27 years. Yeah, I mean, he's got a great track record, especially going from Memphis to Kentucky and then what he's done with that program. I mean, Kentucky hasn't been what they used to be. I mean, obviously with the rise of Duke, Gonzaga, Villanova even for a little bit, Kentucky's kind of fallen on the back end, even with North Carolina as well. But going, going with that, I think John Calipari definitely deserves that. What do you think? I think, I think he, he he's well beyond deserving that. He's among some of the all-time great coaches, not only at Kentucky, but of all time. So, I mean, in terms of him getting that contract, I feel like it's well beyond deserved. He, he's up there with the top, with the Mike Krzyzewskis. And Ever. The, yeah, so I, I personally I think that contract is well-deserved, well well-earned, and I'm sure he'll take it. And like you said, though, how Kentucky hasn't been on their top of their A game the last two years, two, two, three seasons. I mean, you look back five years before that, top guys won it done every single year, every single year. Even now with them losing in the, uh, the Elite Eight, still, they're probably still going to have a, to at least one top guy go to the league. So, Oh, yeah. They're, they're, Kentucky isn't going to have any problems. You know, they, a down year here and there is really not a big deal. Uh, Calipari's record all time is 750 and 211 Jeez. in 27 years. He went 193 and 71 with UMass, uh, 252 and 69 with Memphis, and he's gone 305 and 71 with uh, Kentucky for a borderline 800 win loss percentage. So for me, I think that, like, I don't think that it should have taken Kentucky being. Or, or sorry, Calipari being courted by UCLA for Kentucky to offer him this. I think that he should have been offered this prior. A long time ago. A long time ago. So, you know, if, if I was him, I'd be a little bit like, well, I mean, that, Kentucky's his home now. He's been there forever. So, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, why didn't they? Why are they only offering me this now when I'm being looked at by other teams? Yeah. Well, but, what What took you so long? Yeah. What took exactly? Uh, like, I, he, his track rec- record's proven. Definitely. So in. And I, I, it was a move by Ken, the University of Kentucky because they, they were about to lose. Yeah, they were about to wanna, lose them. Exactly. So, and I can honestly say that Mike Chesevsky is probably going to be next with a contract say, like yeah. this. Yeah. Roy Williams out of Carolina. Also. Tom Izzo, Michigan. Tom, Tom Izzo is my next name. Maybe John Bayline in Michigan. Maybe. Maybe. But even with that, who do you think's next on that list? Are we going to go to the probably, NFL? Bill Belichick. 
for lifetime deals. Lifetime I, don't, deals. I don't think I don't think you'll ever see a lifetime in contract in the professional league. Yeah, I, think I think so. you'll only see those in Collegiate. in college. Yeah. But I don't know. I it, could, it could happen. Yeah, I, Nick Saban could I was get about it for to football. say Nick Saban yeah. probably yeah. next exactly. if we were going outside of college basketball. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But you know, Calipari is the type of guy that definitely could have made the jump to the NBA at any point now. But oh, easily. These coaches don't necessarily want to do that because most times, oftentimes, they're paid more at the NCAA college. level than at the NBA level or and then like, NFL with level. The, with the NBA, man, you get a you get a guy outside to a six year contract. You're stuck with that guy for most mostly, at least half that contract. With college, like you said, he he gets a player, he gets to mold a player in six months, seven eight months, and he's gone. Most times, most guys at Kentucky or those big name schools, Power Five conference schools, one and done. So. He probably like enjoys that being able to, to have an effect on multiple guys in and out, in and out, in and out. So I think he'll stay in college for sure. Well, staying on the topic of college basketball, uh, we're going to preview the Final Four a little bit. And my Michigan State Spartans have made it to the Final Four just as I predicted. I predict them, predicted them to be national champions on a previous episode and in my bracket. So... We'll see what they can do versus Texas Tech. And then on the other side, you have uh, Virginia versus Auburn. So uh, what do you guys think about what, what you guys obviously know where my head's at mm-hmm. for my prediction mm-hmm. and what I want to happen. But what about you guys? Well, uh, I hate to bush, burst your bubble, but uh, those uh, Texas Tech Raiders, I think they got guns up for those old sports. But that, that, that's just that's just bias because you're from Texas. I yeah, mean, there might there, be a little bit of playing there. There is some bias, yes. But I truly do think that – they're Tom a very, they're a very fun. solid team. Yeah. I, I don't, I think this is our year personally, but I'm also biased because I've been a Michigan State fan my whole uh, life. Yeah. But I mean, don't get me wrong, I, it'll definitely be a nail biter for sure. Yeah, it'll be a um, good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in saying it'll be a nail biter. So Texas Tech's got a mean defense, yeah, best yeah. defense of any of the Final Four teams left. And they're, so they're, they definitely show that against Michigan too. Absolutely, they got some pretty explosive players too, is what I've been seeing. So. But yeah, I I can see Michigan State. They got one heck of a team basketball situation going on. They mm. are definitely not like best Duke. point guard in the country. Yeah, that kid is some special, Winston. bro. Didn't even hear of this guy special. last year. Yep. He's got, I mean, just the fact that what Michigan State can do with basically Indiana Hoosiers mentality, just team basketball, no individuals, nothing like that. I mean, obviously they don't follow the past five times before you shoot rule, but you know, it seeing Michigan State and what they've done they handed Michigan losses, and Michigan's my basketball team. Oh, I go mean, green. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> and, you know, it's just seeing that, I I do like Michigan State, but I, I respect the heck out of them because Tom Izzo's one heck of a coach. And Michigan State, they kind of started off the year slow, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But then they just, next thing I know, they're already in the top five because they're just taking down Right, and they beat, they beat Michigan three times. And, I think season. they beat Duke also. No, they lost to Did Duke. Did they lose to Duke? It was a close game, but oh, they, they beat lost the, to Duke. They beat North Carolina. Yeah, That's they beat North was. Carolina. They, handedly, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, Auburn's really, uh, they've come in hot. I did yeah. not think they were going to yeah, be Yeah, they're definitely well. a hot team. Even with the... Uh, player that sustained an ACL tear, one of their top guys. I think that's the reason why they're not going to be able to beat Virginia right there. But they've gotten this far without him. He tore his ACL, I think, two games ago? No, he tore well, – he, well, yeah, he tore his ACL in the, the Sweet 16. Sweet 16, they won yeah. that Elite 8 they, game without They did him. win the Elite 8 game. Against North Carolina, right? No, against Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, Kentucky, yeah. I mean, granted, Kentucky is – they are a little off this year, but yeah. still a number two seed, and Auburn took them down by 77 to 71. That's, I mean, it's – 
probably a little bit more telling than what the game actually was, but still, I think Auburn. I think it's gonna be Michigan State and Auburn. I don't so, think Virginia is gonna do it. And who wins? Michigan State. They're just too, they're just you, too complete of a you, team. Who do you I'm have? Going, I'm going Texas Tech beats Michigan State, and I'm going Texas Tech against. I'm going Texas Tech against Auburn. And then, you think Auburn beats Virginia? I think, I think yeah, Auburn I agree. I think Virginia is going to choke. Yeah, I think Auburn beats Virginia because they're on a high streak, man. Yeah. They, they've been playing some some team basketball, and yeah, they're ball. And yeah, so Texas they're really Tech versus high. yeah Texas Tech and Auburn in the uh, in the national in the national championship game. And I'm going, I'm gonna go Auburn, man. I think they, I think Auburn. They're really be, hot. I think they're gonna be a Cinderella story. I think yeah, they're gonna be. Care to shoot out. a score? It's a good pick. A score. Uh, I'm going to go 81-75 OT. OT even. Ooh, that's yeah. bold. Gonna- See, the thing for me is uh, with this Final Four, you have two teams in uh, Auburn and Texas Tech who have never made the Final Four. True. And then you have Virginia who hasn't made the Final Four in so over what, 30 years. I think. Eight, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And they haven't, they haven't made it in forever. Then you have Michigan State with Tom Izzo who's made multiple Final Fours But in never career. consistently. Uh, he's been, it's been on and off pretty consistently. He's had a hit or, he's had a runs. solid group, but he's had hit or miss seasons. But I mean, he, he's been there for over twenty years, and he's yeah. he's made quite a few Final Fours. He even won a national championship in two thousand. So yep. that I think that that Final Four think, experience well, is what's going to carry them to the championship them for apart. me. Yeah, hey, I, I believe that somewhat. And also having the tournament in, I mean, I guess they've never really played in U.S. Bank Stadium, but it is regionally Michigan State on home advantage. Yeah. Easier access for fans to get to the game, stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit quicker of a fly than Texas Tech, Virginia, and Auburn, whatever. Running if you got some crazy fans out there. You never know. But we're going to move on to the NBA quickly for a little bit. And there's Colin Cowherd and some other uh, reporters have been – Noted to say that Durant to the next is a done deal, and Kyrie is also expected to sign. Any thoughts to go around the table on this one? In my opinion, if Golden State wins the ship again, KD's not going anywhere. That's what I think. I don't think there's a chance they lose in the championship this year. So yeah, I don't. I don't see KD. Everything's Golden State to lose. But I was reading a report or an article online, I guess, that's saying Kevin Durant never truly felt. One with the fans, you know, he's never completely welcome because mm-hmm. it's still Steph. he's not the face of that franchise. No, it's no, still not. Steph Curry. It, it, it's Steph Curry and and Draymond is even the face of that franchise before yeah. Kevin Durant. Yep, and in my opinion, even with the addition of Boogie over the summer, and he's finally healthy. But yeah, you know, it's just Golden State's a different team this year. They're not like they used to. They're not like they were in the past. They got five complete All Star players. Mm-hmm. You know, five. their entire starting lineup. Is MVP caliber, every single one of them. Facts. And I, I think they, aside from Demarcus Cousins, they all made the All Star game this year. Pretty sure. And yeah. If Demarcus Cousins was healthy, he would have been, been. He would have been there the too. The entire so, West, or I, no, that's so, right. They did the lottery. Pick I think there's this a year. very. Good, I just don't see it being possible for any team to beat them four to beat seven. to beat them four out of seven to beat yeah, them four hard. times in a two week span. Yeah. That's it's impossible, especially in home court on the Oracle. Yeah. It's like yeah. that is a. That's like the loudest NBA facility there is. They're, they're becoming a powerful franchise. Man. It's just can they keep it together and keep it intact? That's True. the real question. But. Yeah, now at this point, it's going to come down to good management yep. and, and, uh, they, and coaching which they do decisions. have. They do have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they put they put it together so far. Exactly. But 
I mean, lo- if, even if they lose KD, they're still going to be a no, playoff team, arguably a top three team in the in in the league. So and then losing KD it'll, it'll open up some cap space because so they, they go it, get somebody. It, it, yeah, we, we forget that they uh, won I think two rings before, before KD him. even got there. Yep. So yep. and you know. Now they don't even have to go through LeBron anymore. They don't have to meet LeBron in the finals. At all. Nope. They don't even have to meet him in the playoffs whatsoever. LeBron evening, even in the playoffs Yeah, at all. exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I honestly don't see another complete team setting a chance against them, especially in seven. Well, if the Knicks, if the Knicks can get Kyrie and KD, KD and then get Zion Williamson. True. That, that's a complete team right there. Yes. That's scary. And they also have Dennis Smith Jr. still over still, there. So. Yeah. And Wesley Matt. That's a scary team. That's, yeah. that's four players right there, and really that's all you need. It's just two, can, two extremely yeah. oh, they're, explosive They're a top players. three team in the East instantly with those three guys. It's just how is their bench going to be? Yeah. It, Probably not very good. And yeah, yeah, but how, do, how does Zion Williamson mesh with a player like Kevin Durant? That Maybe he'll take him under his wing and teach him. Yeah, exactly. You know, depends if right. KD's about himself or he's about you know coaching the young. Yeah. That's that's so, a big question, but going on to a little bit of state news, the Minnesota Twins are off to a promising four and one start. I can't remember the last time the Twins actually had a decent start like this, especially with new management. And you heard it here first, AL Central champs. Oh my, you're forcing it. <laughs> it's too early. There's 162 game season. I know, I know, I know. I just like to be optimistic. I mean, that's fair. You I mean, cha- that, was, that was an impressive sweep against the Royals. You guys had. Yeah, it was, and they came back. I watched the tail end of the game last yesterday afternoon. And they were down four to six. Kepler had a nice clutch two RBI single to plate two, and then you know they won it in the top of the ninth, and they held him in the bottom of the ninth. That was. Is spectacular. Well, I haven't seen the Twins do that in a long time. Well, I'm kind of kind of rooting for you guys. I used to be a big Twins fan. We talked about that before, but yep. I picked uh, Jonathan. How do you say it? Scoop or Scoop? Jonathan Shoop. Shoop. However you say his name, I picked him in my fantasy league. So he's been doing good so far, and hopefully he'll continue in that direction. I think. He On will. the other hand, Donald Zach Granke has disappointed me so far this season, and we need a better performance out of you, Donald. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make another note, the Red Sox are currently 2-5. and five. The Mariners, surprisingly, after their complete fire sale this past year, are 7-1. and one. Now that is another hot start I did not see coming. I mean, the thing is, baseball, it's such a long season. Yeah, so much I mean, stuff can happen. The first 10 games season. don't mean much. Yeah. But, you know, it's just interesting to see that the Mariners of all teams right now are 7-1. and one. Even the Angels, and they're 1-5. and five. And Mike Trout just signed basically his career contract. Well, in fact, it is his career contract. But the Astros two and five, the Athletics five and four. Even after they lost a bunch of big pieces, and the Yankees, who are currently being bethrowed by injuries, are two and four. You know, it, it's crazy to see how the start of a season can be so tough. But games matter most in July, August, and early September. That's where you make your season because yeah. when the Twins last made the playoffs, I think not last year but two years ago. They basically won out, and they started just winning a whole bunch of games in August and September, and that's what put them in the playoffs because they weren't out of it. They're in the hunt, and then they ended up getting that wild card. Granted, they lost to the Yankees, which hate the Yankees with a passion. But, you know, that that's just how it is. And even the Rangers are looking a little bit good, Brent. You know it, hey, man. Go, go Rangers, man. I, I'm not too big on the whole baseball sport, hey, but I do I do watch little Rangers baseball. And, you know, they they, they – they beat the wild. I mean, uh, they beat the Twins every now and then. So. Every now and then, but 
I, I, I used to like the Rangers when they had Ron Washington as their manager. Oh, I thought he was that. great. Yeah, yeah. I used to. I that's when I used to keep up with them when they had Ron Washington. When they made all those championships in a row and yep. lost them all, I was rooting yeah, for them. Yeah. Kansas every time. City, San Francisco, St. Louis. They got there. They just couldn't do couldn't it. Couldn't get it done. Even the Blue Jays, three and four, Greenberg. Yeah. Three and four. That's nah, okay. We'll see. I, yeah. I know. I know the Blue Jays aren't aren't the team to beat in the AL anymore. They good. were a couple years ago, but not anymore. Within three years, they're going to be really good. Yeah, absolutely. They got, got a Gr- lot of junior coming up. Yep, they got a lot. He probably of young won't play ones. for a little bit, maybe a month or so. They might do the Chris Bryant route with him and throw him down the minors yeah, for an extra year of arbitration. But but if he's anything like his dad, we have a good future in Toronto. Yeah, that no more to see be said. No more to be said about that. That is. 100% true. But sadly, Minnesota Wild fans, no playoffs this year. Oh. <laughs> You're lucky there is a table separating us right now, and Brent Reed is a huge human being that will probably <laughs> stop our fight. Hey, hey, give him some credit. He's lost some weight. We, we've been on this diet we plan. We've been on this diet we, and plan, this, And this, in this workout plan. In these gains, man. Yeah. Trying gains to, and losses. Yeah, trying to graduate looking right. So You know it, man. You're going to be the freshest guy's. Walking the cap and gown. You know, I, I just want to say that even though the Wild are out of the playoffs, circling back to the Wild here, that they did beat the Jets in the season series. I think they swept them, too. Oh, yeah. And our Congratulations. Producer, and our producer, James, is just going wild. Congratulations. I know you all can't see him. on your middle-of-the-pack finish, not even going to get a good lottery pick. I know. I'm, re- I'm really mad about that. We're going to have a probably a 15-16 pick. Meanwhile, or... we're headed to the Cup. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'll see about that. But... We have Good to luck worry going about, through Calgary. Uh, we can easily go through Calgary. They don't have any playoff experience. But I, what I'm worried about, uh, what I'm worried about is the Las Vegas Golden Knights, yep. who beat us last year handedly. And then yes, and then I'm also worried about Tampa Bay, obviously, who's been the first 60 win team in a while. They're, they have two games left, and they have the chance to tie uh, in the 94 right. Washington Capitals for the most wins yeah. in a season with 62. So and that that's crazy. So and 62 wins in hockey is pretty crazy especially when you factor in those overtime losses that go into the record. They only had four overtime losses this year. So that's very impressive uh for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but You want to know something interesting I've seen? What's is that? Looking at the NHL and the stats there's so many players that got to 100 points this year. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's a. It's becoming a lot more of a goal scoring league, which it, I think is what makes a lot less exciting. physical. Yeah, it's it. Well, it depends what your interpretation of ex- exciting is. Well, a like, lot of people say baseball sucks because there's never any scoring, and the Dodgers Astros World Series was probably one of the best World Series in terms of oh, yeah. the amount of crazy amount generated. of runs. People were people were saying that the rumors that the balls had like they took, certain things in them that made them go further or something. No, I think the official story was they made the laces even smaller, so. It's basically throwing you couldn't get any spin on it so you're, yeah. you're breaking balls or just not doing anything they're just right. going straight and if you hang it you bang it that's the common term in baseball especially for pitchers but four points currently in the nhl nikita kushrov leads with 125 points and he's 10 above mcdavid in second Patrick Kane is currently third with 107 Patrick Kane quietly doing it on the awful chicago blackhawks yeah he's <laughs> Good for him. I mean, I mean, he's been doing it for a while. So. Taves is, isn't even in the top twenty. No, no, I take it back. No, that's John Tavares. I you read that wrong. So yeah, Taves is yeah, Taves uh, definitely not twenty third with seventy nine yeah. points. Yeah, but even with that, uh, Brad Marchand rounds up the rounds out the hundred club at fifth overall with a hundred, and Johnny Gaudreau ninety eight points with a couple of games left. I think How many points does Shifley have? Mark Shifley, you know, I don't see him. 
Yeah, I know he's got a lot, but Blake Wheeler's got 90. Yeah. Um, there he is, uh, 81. So it, it's not bad at all. I think, I think uh, Winnipeg relies a lot more on their top two lines than anything. Yeah. But they got some really strong. They're they're pretty stacked, lines. and the addition of Kevin Hayes is huge going into the playoffs. So and and the game that I I went to a, a week or so ago, the way that Hayes had played with Line A and those guys just. It's, they'll be tough to beat in the playoffs. It's unreal especially hockey. Especially when Winnipeg's going to have home ice advantage for most of the playoffs. I think if Hayes stays with Winnipeg, that that's going to... That's going to be tough to keep. He is a... I think he was strictly a rental, but... Yeah, but there's We hope. have so many guys we have to pay going into the... Yeah, like Winnipeg's in that crappy situation where they have a bunch of their people on their restricted agency contracts, yeah. and now when they're getting closer to unrestricted, that payday's coming. Yeah. And I just... Winnipeg, if they would have gotten to the cup a little bit sooner, they may have, might have been able to afford I those think, guys. I but. think their window is this year, next year. Yep. So, Moving on to a bit of local news here. Baseball and softball both dropped their games yesterday, and softball split last weekend. Both teams are off to really good starts compared to what we're used to. And, you know, looking at that, I think spring sports will be a good thing to watch this year. Yeah, and the equestrian team leaves uh, tomorrow morning for their, uh, I believe it's zone championships. And uh, so good luck to them. They'll be leaving tomorrow morning. Huge shout out to equestrian team. But um, aside from that, that's really it for uh, UMC sports updates. It's been a little bit quiet. Basketball's been done. So we're just looking ahead to some baseball games and some softball games coming up. Um, but we're going to move on to our rivalry segment. Our and favorite segment because I get a yellow. There's been bird. some uh, breaking news uh, about some hostilities that have been by, by former players that have been brought about to do with the Green Bay Packers and the culture <laughs> there over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was the first to admit it, and I've admitted on this show that they needed a culture change. And I think that they got that with, uh, with, with firing McCarthy. But... Obviously, McCarthy wasn't very happy by that. So why don't you go over that article that, that you found? So it kind of all stemmed to how much McCarthy and Rogers despised each other. It went as far back as the 2005 NHL, NHL wow, NFL draft, where at that time, Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. And they didn't pick him. And they, they had the first overall pick, and they picked, they picked Alex, Alex Smith. Smith, where Mike McCarthy even is on record stating Smith was a better quarterback than Rodgers. Yeah. So Rodgers has had that chip on his shoulder for all those years. Yeah. And he's even quoted telling frust- his frustrations to former players who remained anonymous, which I don't blame him. I'd remain anonymous for this too. But Rodgers has been caught barking, stupid effing called in various games throughout the s- seasons. Even NFC Championship games in 2015, where, as quoted, McCarthy coached with the ferocity of a sloth. Which was absolutely true in that NFC Championship I mean, calling for field goals from the one-yard line twice. Yep. And then just running. Inexcusable. Inexcusable play calling. I mean, it really, really tipped off when basically we found out Rodgers is one person that definitely holds a grudge. I mean, there's been a bunch of articles reporting how he's distanced himself from his family. Completely. No contact. Like, how do you just the fact he alienated his entire family? All right, the thing I want to say about Aaron, obviously as a huge Green Bay Packers fan, 
you know, I was, I've always been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I've never liked him as much as Brett Favre because Brett Favre is my guy. If you ask me Favre or Rodgers, I say Favre 10 out of 10 times. Even as a Vikings quarterback, even Favre as a, was even my guy. When he was a Vikings quarterback, I still take Brett Favre over Aaron Rodgers any <laughs> day of the week. And that, that, that has nothing to do with Rodgers' skill. But Rodgers' personality, he's very arrogant, very entitled. And I, that has come about more and more. There was a, a segment on Cowherd that... Uh, they were talking about when Rodgers first came into the to the Packers organization. He came in he in the first the first day he met Brett Favre. He goes up to Brett Favre and says, "What's up, old man?" And you know that can be seen as you know maybe like kind of a jokingly kind of being funny, whatever. But yep. you know when you're when you're a rookie going into the locker room for the first time, meeting That's... arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever in Brett Favre, who's at that time 35 years old, you need to so show, show some respect. Yeah, so I don't that think that really rings it i don't think aaron Rodgers really thinks about that so no, that was a terrible first impression oh yeah absolutely and i mean <clears throat> me being a cowboys fan a diehard cowboys fan i got a, a love hate relationship with aaron Rodgers. so <laughs> you tired of losing him i mean yeah he's don't get me wrong he's a fantastic quarterback you know he's pretty good he's pretty good but um kind of tip off what zach said his his personality man it's not it's not that great he doesn't according to what I see and what I think, he doesn't have the greatest relationship with his teammates and no. his coaches at all. And, I mean, you can kind of see it around him. They're, the Green Bay franchise is deciding to keep Rodgers, and it seems like they all the other pieces around them are trying to get out because of that fact. Yep. So, There's yeah. a lot of uh, former Packers players weighing in on this. Jermichael Finley, who played for the Packers from 2008 to 2013, was said was quoted seeing Aaron Rodgers as a self entitled quarterback and bad leader. Uh, former running back Ryan Grant thinks it's idiotic for anyone to complain about such a transcendent talent. Granted, Aaron Rodgers is one heck of a quarterback. The things oh, he does yeah, on that baseball, absolutely. the things he does on that football field is unreal. Insane. Yeah, and I've seen it break yeah. my heart many a times. So many times. Greg so. Jennings, a he played he was a receiver for the Packers from 06 to twelve said Rodgers is an ultra-sensitive source of toxicity. Others lambast McCarthy for wasting a gift from the football gods, which, you know... He did. Again, he absolutely he, did. They said that the Packers could have been a dynasty like the Patriots. They should have been. They missed out on several rings throughout that so many, so And so many NFC championships completely blown. Yep. And the thing is, I agree with the Packers' decision in getting rid of McCarthy over Rodgers. Obviously, you cannot get rid of Aaron Rodgers at this point. You've nope. had him for this long. He's your guy, and he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Currently 35. And he's getting older. but He is getting older, but he's still producing, and he yeah. produced all season long. He's, he threw for 4,500 yards with, and, the, that 30, team. with that team, yeah, with that O-line, with that defense. So... Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> yeah, so it, it, it was a good decision for the Packers to get rid of McCarthy, I think. But, you know, I'm hoping, 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 praying that Aaron Rodgers can develop a good relationship with Matt LaFleur. And yep. then we can go back to the greatness that we had before. And to continue on the article, this is all on Bleacher Report. And one ex-Packer scout puts it on both. He says, Rodgers is an arrogant quarterback, quick to blame everyone but himself one who's not as smart as he thinks he is, yet kindly points out that McCarthy basically quit on his team. And to continue and just to basically finish this point up is nobody's sure where Rodgers and the Packers will go from here and how long this next marriage will last with new head coach Matt LaFleur. You know, just I think Aaron Rodgers needs a discount double-check in reality 
you know, just to play with his uh, State Farm commercials. But even with that, I think Rodgers needs to figure out that he's not the greatest human being on the face of the earth. He's a dang good quarterback. He just needs to be humble. And I think that's where he falls short is he's just he, – he's not a humble person. And oh, extremely arrogant, man. And don't get me wrong, it's okay to to have some – Talk some, the talk and walk the walk. Yeah, yeah, like that's okay, but – in the end, you gotta know your boundaries, man. You gotta know, you gotta know when to when to put them back, when to when to when to hold back, and when to just be a quarterback. When to shut up? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I think we've said about as much as we could about that. And you know, I just it'll be interesting to see how the Packers go from here. I think that's what sets that's what sets him apart from the greatest quarterbacks of all time is his 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 personality, his, his arrogance, the way he's... he's well, it, ca- it caused a lot of problems and ca- made them not win as many Super Bowls exactly. as they should have, so... Exactly. Right, and you look at Pittsburgh as a current example now. Yep, he is... Ben Rosberger is ruining, single-handedly ruining their franchise. They lost one of the top receivers in the league. And running backs. Running backs and in running the league. Back. Just, man, it's not solely on Ben Rosberger, but he definitely is playing a large part in that. I mean, you look at another quarterback in Eli Manning. OBJ definitely wanted to leave because yep. he had Eli Manning there, and I don't. That that's probably not to do with Manning's personality. No, I think it's just his level, just, yeah, well, his yeah. level of play yeah, at this point. Man, but. Manning's on the tail end of his career. It's, yeah, it's about time to hang him up. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's their 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 the Giants' plan at least yeah. in trying they just, to. Uh, I think they don't want to. I think they. He, I think he wants to retire a Giant. Just as much as the Giants want him to retire, Giants, right? So. And and they need to have a, a plan in place. So I think yeah. they'll pick they'll pick a quarterback, quarterback this, this year, year, definitely. I do, and then have him sit for a, at year. least this year, yeah. maybe next year if Eli decides to play again. You know, but you know the Giants could be all right. They upgraded a little bit on defense, and they did lose OBJ, but they still have Saquon Barkley and so. Sterling Shepard, and and Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate now. So yeah, they had a goal. That, Golden a Tate is not reason. Odell Beckham Jr. by any means. No, but, for sure, he's, but, he's an older guy, but you know he's still quality. He can that's, he can still play football, <laughs> and that's that's some that's some good talent for him to build around for sure. Because their O line is is on is coming up, man. They're, you know the defense isn't isn't where it used to be. It's not the Jason Pierre Paul defense from back then, but <laughs> the Jason Tuck and all of them. But it's, yeah. it's coming back. But I'll tell you one guy that's a fan of Aaron Rodgers, and that's kicker Mason Crosby, and you can see that by the relationship on the sidelines. Those two <laughs> but, are um, brothers. We're going to move on to our uh, wacky sports wrap-up. Uh, not not much to say of the, uh, 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 the wacky world of sports, but um, uh, Shaquille O'Neal has a uh, Hall of Fame basketball player, a future. Is he in the Hall of Fame yet? If he isn't, he will he be. He will be. Oh, yeah. But he relinquished his Superman title to Giannis Antetokounmpo. 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 <laughs> so, the Greek freak for you know, that's a, us, I can't say it. That's a big thing. Sha- Shaq himself has been yep. uh, known to be pretty, self, pretty self-absorbed. So yeah, He's a very word-savvy person, always calling himself the big Aristotle. Yeah. Just to name. The big Diesel and all that. Just to name a few of his nicknames he's given to himself. And game recognized game. And, you know, I think Shaq basically saying that Giannis is the next Superman in basketball. Passing the torch. But remember all those years ago, Dwight Howard? Yeah. He thought he was Superman too. Yeah, that didn't end so Back when he averaged 20-20 games. Yeah, crazy. He had a crazy couple of years. He was really really good when the league was still 
center it, oriented yeah, and not yeah. shooters. They, now the league it's is, just shooters, yeah. yeah. And you, you, even your centers need to shoot. shoot yeah, yeah, and Dwight Howard can't shoot. Yeah, if, if you can't shoot the three, it, it's, it's going to be hard to play in the NBA now. Yeah, I think that just speaks to, like, we talked about the, how hockey's changed. We and we'll, we can talk about how football's changed, like just how sports just slowly evolved. have evolved over time. Like in football, you have – it it went from basically yeah. an all running league. Now yeah. it's an all passing league with yeah. with little contact. Yeah. Baseball is rules. now you have to throw a hundred and you have to hit the long ball. Yeah, long ball is huge in baseball now. In yeah. hockey, it's a lot less physical, a lot more goal scoring, yep. and in, and in basketball, it's three the same point. the same way. Yeah, and three pointers, three pointers galore. I think next episode we can talk about. There's been some chatter about adding a four point line to the NBA. Yeah, I don't think I that think would happen. Think I, we can save that for our next show. But, yeah, but you know, just going with that is just sports are changing, and I think we can make that a big topic on our next show. For sure. So, with that, thanks for listening to Calling an Audible. As always, listen in with us on Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Currently, iTunes is still being a pain in the butt. So, as I am still trying to figure out that situation, we will soon hopefully be on there. But we appreciate you listening. Feel free to hit us up on our Twitter page at Call Audible Pod. We aren't afraid to take your opinions to heart. We may argue and banter with you on the Twitterverse because, you know, that's just in our nature, Zach. And I and Brent, you like to get into a little bit of arguments, too. Yeah, I like a little spark, a little sport argument. A little, little spark in that. our lives. And, you know, with that, again, thanks for listening. And we will be back in action next week. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.